This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, I'm Chin Wai Lun and welcome to The Property Show. And here's a scenario I think many can identify with. You have just gotten the keys to your first house, but how do you transform it into your dream space and to make it your home? Google could have the answers to most of our questions, but things are not always as clear-cut and the details can be overwhelming. There are just so many aspects to consider when it comes to sprucing up our homes and most of us just don't know where to start. Hence, this week, I'll be speaking to Kao Yi, co-founder of design company Pow Ideas, they are the people behind APW Bangsar and Merchants Lane. Welcome to the show, Kyle. For a start, walk me through your processes. Like, where do you start when it comes to home design and renovations? Um, I guess for us, the, the main thing is, um, uh, the first thing first is when we meet the clients, uh, we talk to them about, you know, what they want and what they want out of the project. Um, how they want the house to, to become... You know, I, I think as much as for us as designers um, um, who, who have a vision, right, of, of how the house wants, uh, how we want the house to end up being, um, a lot of times, it, it's actually to me, at the end of the day, it's the homeowner's house, right? They are the ones who's going to be living in the house and not us. Um, so the client at the end for residential projects should have a, quite, quite a firm say in terms of like how they like things to be done. And I think for us is to come in and give our point of view, I guess, of like how things can be done and like if that aligns. Uh, I think a very big thing is that to find a designer and a client that can vibe um, in terms of aesthetic, in terms of working styles, it's very important. Um, so that's always like the first thing we we try to establish, right? Like, do we both have similar sort of uh, points of view, um, similar sort of um, appreciation of aesthetics and similar sort of like working styles? Um, because a house is quite personal for, for the client at the end of the day. Speaking of aesthetics, how would you describe your design style? I, I don't think we particularly have a design style. Um, I, I think for us, it really depends on the brief. And we kind of pride ourselves in terms of like research. So we, we like to take the brief and reinterpret the brief into what it can be. So every project has an individual sort of point of view in that sense. So when we say research, so we look into a lot of things. I mean, this is this goes beyond residential projects. Um, it goes to commercial projects as well, where we look into who the person is, who is it dedicated for, you know, what what are the sort of unique characteristics of the client or the house or or, or their interests, you know. So we try to pick up um, what is something unique about them that can make the project quite special. Aesthetic wise, it's really it really depends, I guess, on like what the brief is. Um, I don't think we have like we don't do like you know. I, I think a lot of people do like Scandinavian or they do Japan D and all sort of things. I, I think for us, it's it's more about like like the important question is like what is question? You know, what are we trying to answer here? With that in mind, do people come to you with a clear objective in mind, or are they just trying to keep up with the latest trends? So I think a lot of people approach us. Usually they do their research um, about VR and like the sort of projects we've done. Um, so sometimes they would reference previous projects. They're like, oh, I kind of prefer you in that sort of project or I like that project, what you've done. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and I kind of would like something similar for our project, things like that. Um, when I guess when people talk to us about like styles and current trends, we I, I would say like we don't really do trends um, because I think trends are temporary. You know, they they kind of fade. Um, me, um, it's better to have a, a very clever design, a very clever answer. Uh, so rather than like trying to keep up with like everyone else, right? What if I'm the one who has the better answer than everyone else? Right. What are the important features of a well-designed home? Can you name me a few salient ones that you have in mind? I think the first thing would be like a true reflection of who the homeowner is. Um, so it's not just like another magazine worthy sort of project where you're like, oh, it's it's pretty, you know. Um, I, I like projects, um, especially when it's residential, where the house becomes um, a real individualistic sort of playground um, of personalities. So I like clients who actually have pretty strong personalities in terms of like, I'm very confident in who they are and what they like and what they, they know, you know, they're very sure in terms of like, okay, this is what I I, uh, I want, this is who I am, this is what I like. Mm. Uh, I think that makes it a lot easier rather than us trying to figure out like, who are you actually? Um, and trying to like create that narrative for people. Um, sometimes it's quite challenging. Mm. Uh, so so I think that it's, so a well-designed home is also someone who is sure, you know, of themselves and like, yeah, I, I really like this sort of thing. Um, another one is a, a, a homeowner who is um, very open to ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you got to be pretty open. If you're going to hire someone, you got to trust the vision. You got to trust the, the the expertise in terms of what they are doing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times it's like, yeah, you know, trust the process and trust the the, the opinion of like, okay, um, since you like this, my proposal is that we should have something like that, 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 that. you know, and and that when clients like trust the, the designers a lot, um, mm-hmm. process is better and the outcome is nicer. Um, rather than trying to like water down what the vision is. Okay, now when it comes to budget, how would you advise your clients? Like where to begin? Okay, so I think the big one is um, get someone who is um, experienced, um, who knows what they're doing and who knows how to handle and tackle the project. I, I think first, pretty say, say it's like a new apartment, that's that's pretty straightforward, right? So budget, budget can be kind of... Um, handle quite easily um it gets more complicated when the house is like say an existing old house um and you you don't really know what you're going to find when you, you only figure it out you only find out things after you start removing hacking things opening things up you know then you start realizing it was like oh crap you know i didn't really uh, budget for a lot of things so usually for those sort of projects where i you know it's a it's a, a little bit more complicated sort of house i would recommend clients to have like a larger contingency sum um, just in case, you know, like you just never know sometimes like, oh no, you know, the floor wasn't built as per what we thought it was because you can't tell a lot of things. Um, but in terms of monitoring the budget, um, a good experienced designer would be able to kind of like um, predict or well, not to say predict um, they would be able to like okay yeah these are the things that you uh, should have you know you should you should um should budget for and these and so we we usually do it as a tender project so where we tender out to different contractors and you know but when we do a tender we try to be as comprehensive as possible in terms of like capturing every single thing um that's designed for um 
from from you know depending on the scope you know it's from from the book to the 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 sort of like uh, wet works that needs to be done or whether you're doing an extension so we try to capture everything as much as possible i would obviously try to um advise clients to not separate scopes of work um meaning that oh let's find one contractor to do this and let's find another contractor who can maybe do that oh uh, my my mom's friend is very good at doing electricals maybe we'll get him and do it. And once you get that and there's too many people in the pool it just gets really messy and, mm. and that's where things get a bit haywire and then budgets go out of control because um the the, the project management side of it goes a bit out of hand love. All right, hold on to that thought. This is The Property Show, and today we have Kyle E, co-founder of Tao Ideas, on the line to share his tips and advice before we begin renovating our homes. After the break, we will explore some common mistakes people tend to make when it comes to home renovations and what are the challenges he has faced so far. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Before the break, Kyle E, co-founder of Tao Ideas, was sharing some budgeting advice when it comes to home renovations. Kyle, let's continue. What factors contribute to the high cost of renovations? In other words, what makes them expensive? Things that are not seen are, are actually the things that cost the most. Um, mm. Clients think that, oh, I pay you X amount of money or I pay the contractors X amount of money. Mm. Um, since, you know, it, it sounds like a large sum, I should be able to see everything. And I can easily say 60 to 70% of your budget will go to things behind the walls. Um, things that will never notice um but it's kind of necessary right so things like your electricals your plumbing your waterproofing um your screening your roofing your your flooring you know things that it's not even the finishes it's just things that need to be done like your air conditioning and your piping all these sort of things actually cost quite a lot of money Mm -hmm. um so majority of projects actually go towards things that are unseen. And then the things that you're, you can see actually uh, can be kind of, so, okay. So you have your baseline sort of, um, you got your baseline sort of uh, pricing, right? Which is all your, the things that can't be seen, but they're all the functional things and you have to spend money on those, right? Usually. And right. then the stuff that are aesthetically pleasing are the sort of things that you can actually play around with your budget. Mm-hmm. Because those are the things that, can you deal with a cheaper looking tile or can you deal with like, you know, uh, 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 a sort of like light fixture that's actually not as expensive? Those are things that actually can be quite cheap, actually, um, depending on what the client wants. Mm. So how do you deal with clients that overspend? So how do you manage that? Well, I mean, so usually we talk about money upfront before it's done. Um, we, we try as much as possible to like have before any work's been done just to have all prices laid out mm. uh, so that the client can agree to the price of what's being done um, and as much as possible I mean it's, it's almost impossible but as much as possible we try to not have what we call a variation order um, mm. so that we don't have like an increase of price and even with the VO usually I tell contractors before performing the VO um, get a quotation and then get the clients to sign off on the quotation so that they know what to expect rather than we do everything and then in your you're you know dealt with like a hefty bill and then like it's been done and then like but you don't want to pay then how you know so nonsense la. um usually that's the sort of process that i try to do okay moving on 
In your many years of practice, what common mistakes do your clients tend to make? And as a word of advice, what are the do's and don'ts when it comes to home renovations? Um, I think the biggest sort of um, mistakes is when the client sometimes disappear. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that kind of maybe trust the process too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you try to update them and then they're kind of like, no, it's fine, it's fine. Don't worry. I don't know whatever, it's fine, it's fine. And then later on, they're like, hey, how come I didn't know all these things? Mm-hmm. And like, well, you know, we had meetings, but you never attended those meetings. Um, so communication is key. <laughs> Communication would be a very, very big part of that, you know. So sometimes you have clients who kind of, um, maybe they're too busy or have other, uh, other, other sort of commitments. Um, so that is, I think, one, one big sort of uh, issue. Dudes that, like, don't, like, kind of, kind of, like, be updated on, like, what's happening and how things are happening um, so that you also know um, how it's in, how it's being done uh, to to your liking as well. I think the other part is that yeah, not not every client knows how to like read drawings, um, and also like fully are not the most creative, so they don't fully understand sometimes like three mm. uh, D drawings that are being done or renders. So the other one is to always ask questions. Okay. Um, I, I think it's quite important. Like, if you don't really understand, just ask. You know, I think every designer is more than more than happy to kind of explain it, like, um, on how things have been done, or like, do you, you know, if you don't fully understand, um, then yeah, maybe ask other, you know, um, ask um, the designer more questions about it, lah. But I think a very other thing is that if you're gonna ask your designer, you don't have to ask the whole world, yeah, your mother, father, auntie, uncle. <laughs> their opinion of things like because if you're happy with it that's great you know you don't have to please the world because we also get a lot of things like you know my father told me that i shouldn't be doing like that and then you're like well mm. it's a different project it's a different time it's a different you know it's just different you know maybe we, we don't need to do that sort of process for that so getting too many opinions it's not needed so yeah so let's circle back on the question of aesthetics so, uh, do you do you happen to meet clients that value aesthetics over safety? So, I just want to get your thoughts on this. So, some things, sometimes things that are aesthetically pleasing may not be safe, may not be practical. I think there needs to be a fine balance. Like, if the client say you're, you're like first-time homeowner and you plan to have a family, um, so there are going to be kids in the house, then to a certain extent, the house has to be child-friendly. Child you know, you, you can't design a home that is like um super dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like if it's just you and your wife and like um just gonna live there for the rest of your life and you know, you wanna live on like an area that's like totally open and sure, you know, go for it. Mm-hmm. But um there are certain aspects of it that I think has to be considered. Like um, yeah, I think safety is a very big part of it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's bylaws also for a lot of things that need to be done and how they, they need to be done. Mm-hmm. Um so those have to be adhered to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's the, the, the big part of it is um, if if the client is fully aware of like what they're doing and how it's going to be done and they, they agree with it, then great. Then how would you describe your most challenging project? And how did you overcome those challenges? I, I Okay, sometimes a difficult project is where projects take forever. Um, and this happens often with residential projects. 
where the client sometimes has no urgency to move in, right? And for us as business owners, um, we just, to a certain extent, I just want to move on and get on to the next project, right? But wow. like, if the client still insists of like, hey, maybe I want to do this part, this corner, or what this, or maybe about that, sometimes uh, it doesn't really, because it, 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 then, by then you would have cost overrun, it would be a lot of complications. So if things are kind of planned from the very beginning and executed, you know, you know in, a, in in the proper manner of things, um, then that's 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 great. But when the client like just yeah doesn't feel the urgency of moving in and they want to like change things as they feel like it or last minute changes, which are you know every designer's like nightmare. Really, it's it's kind of done already. And like oh, actually I changed my mind. I want some. I want something else. And you're like ah, why can't you just stick to it? Okay, all right. Thank you so much, Cal. Those are some of the helpful tips that we got there on the property show today. I have been speaking to Cal E, co-founder of design company Power Ideas. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can download it on the BFM app from the App Store or Google Play. We are also on Spotify. I'm Chin Wai Lun, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.